and welcome to A Couple of Runners, the podcast where we, as a running duo, share our journeys, experiences and passion for running. I'm Russell and alongside me is my partner, Rachel. We're thrilled to kick off our very first episode. So today it's all about introductions, who we are, why we run and what this podcast aims to bring to you, our fellow running enthusiasts. So let's get started. In this inaugural episode, we're going to cover a few key areas to give you a good sense of who we are and what our running journeys have been like. Here's a sneak peek of what we will be discussing. So we're going to find out what to expect from a couple of runners and future episodes. We'll talk a bit about our personal backgrounds, both professionally and in terms of sports, before talking about our running histories. And then we're going to talk a bit more about our current running goals and what we're planning for in the future. And we'll also discuss how you, our listeners, can get involved. Fantastic. So our aim is to openly share our running journeys and hopefully produce content that's relatable. Future episodes will include discussions on training tips, gear recommendations, nutrition, race preparation, and of course, we will tap into Rachel's depth of knowledge surrounding psychology and mental strategies to help bring you closer to your goals. Each episode will be based around a central theme, and whilst the main focus will be around our own experiences, we'll occasionally bring in guests to give their take on their specialisms. So moving on to personal backgrounds. Now, Rachel, we've just mentioned your depth of knowledge surrounding psychology, so I think it's a good place to start. Yeah, so I'm a clinical psychologist working both in the NHS and in private practice. Um, I'm particularly passionate about supporting individuals who participate in sports and their mental health, but also giving strategies for performance. Um, I've also published research on body image in sporting populations, so this is something else I'm passionate about. Um, And finally, I've done a master's in eating disorders and clinical nutrition. So again, that's that's knowledge that I'd like to share with you as our listeners. As well as being a runner as well, you've (laughs) been involved in several different sports over the years, haven't you? Yeah, so prior to running, I mean, growing up, I was involved in tennis, netball, football, like any sport that went, um, I'd participate in it. And then just before running, I was quite into CrossFit. Um, and then I kind of transitioned into running during lockdown. What about yourself? So in terms of my own background, I actually, I wish I had a profession like you to be fair. Like it's said easy for you when someone says, oh, what do you do for a living? clinical psychologist and for me I don't really have that so I run a website design company which is mainly based out of Chile so I work remotely and go stir crazy in a small room at home for most of the day and but in terms of a sporting background I've always played football as most kids do growing up in the UK and played that all the way through college and then transitioned over to futsal so I'm a goalkeeper, or I was a goalkeeper. Was I'm quite small, so not quite big enough to make it as a as a professional, unfortunately. Whereas futsal, the smaller nets, it's a bit easier for me. Um, and and then yeah, I got injured probably about a year before lockdown happened. So back in 2019, and ended up reading a few books that, that got me into running. So. Yeah, not played in quite a while, but now I'm just 100% in on on running and it's now a big part of my life, essentially. Mm -hmm. You touched a bit there on how you got into running, like by, was it by starting books then? 
Yeah, so basically a friend of mine was moving house and I bought a load of furniture from him and he threw in a couple of books. So he threw in Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, who is the founder of Nike or Nike, as some people say, and also Born to Run by Christopher McDongle. Christopher <laughs> Mc, no, Christopher McDougall, um, which... Oh, fantastic books and both around running. I wasn't that interested in reading them, but then when lockdown actually came about, I was sat at home and I had these books that I'd not read. So yeah, read them, read a few more books, read a few more books. And by the time we were allowed out um, and able to run, I was just yeah chomping at the bit really. So Oh, so you weren't actually allowed to go outside and run? No, so at the time I was living abroad in Chile. So like mm. I mentioned, the company. That yeah. makes sense because I always wondered and up until this moment, I've always thought, I don't understand how you can read a book about running and then not go and run. But now it makes sense because you actually weren't allowed to run. No, no. Essentially, yeah, in Chile when the first lockdown happened, if you wanted to leave the house, you had to get a permit from the police wow. so you could go to the supermarket and buy your groceries. You were allowed out twice a week. That's mad. Yeah, crazy. So it wasn't until August that we were actually allowed out, by which time I spent five months just reading book after book after <laughs> book. And yeah, just feeling these emotions because I feel that when people write about running, because it's such a physical activity, they have to convey the emotions that running gets them. Yeah. And it was almost like secondhand endorphins, right? <laughs> it's just... I was reading all this stuff and I was like, yeah, I just need to get out now. And I've always associated running with freedom because of that. Mm. If only you could win or like run an amazing marathon time just by reading books on it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, um, we hope that listening to this podcast, people will be able to, to get better marathon times at least. <laughs> um, what about yourself? How did you transition away from CrossFit and into running? Yeah, so similar to you, um, I was doing, yeah, it was in lockdown and I was finding that just being indoors so much meant that I just wanted to go outside and explore. Um, and actually it was at the time when people were doing challenges um, mm -hmm. in lockdown and my twin is a personal trainer and she um, was doing some challenges and she was like, I'm going to run two marathons in two days um, doing the 4-4-48 challenge. I was like, oh, what's that? And it's where you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. That's the David Goggins challenge, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then she added in a few miles to make, because it was nearly two marathons in two days, so she added a few to make it up to two marathons in two days. You sound even more Goggins than Goggins doing that. <laughs> but because we're twins, I was thinking, you know what, if she completes this, I'm going to be really jealous of the fact mm. that she's completed it and I've not got that, like, <laughs> in my experiences. So I was like, cool, I'll join you. So it was when I was actually working virtually, um as an assistant psychologist at the time. And it was so strange because I would be, it was over the two days, I was still in work. Um, no, I took time off, but then going back to work, I just felt like such a zombie because I'd had like two days of very limited sleep because by the time you ran four miles, you get back and you've got to stretch, refuel, etc., And then you back out again. Um, That's so, yeah. just mad. <laughs> Like I've been running now for three years. I do about, you know, 70 miles a week. And even I'm just thinking to myself, nah, 
that's just not yeah, for me. Yeah, it was what, so strange. What made you and her have that mentality that you were going to do this? Well, we were raising money for Alzheimer's. Um, so that's how it all started. Our Nana at the time had Alzheimer's. Now our granddad's um, yeah, got dementia as well. So it is a charity really close to our hearts. Um, and I think whenever you're running for a personal reason, mm-hmm. whether that is for a charity or whether it's for your mental health or whatever, then it's always more motivating. It's always like more meaningful for you. Um, but after that challenge, I needed physiotherapy for my knees because I'd not, whilst I'd done a lot of training in the gym, etc. like it, I hadn't trained my body to run. So that's where I was intrigued. Like, I wonder if I trained my body to run, what kind of times I'd be doing and, and races and stuff. And then I got in touch with Alzheimer's and they had London Marathon spots available. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was for like a year's time. So in the meantime, I was like, I need to raise more money. So I did ultra marathons and like 24 hour um, events and stuff. Um, and just really got into running. Interesting because, I mean, again, there's a lot of people who don't run who will go out and do, say, like a sponsored walk mm. or, you know, a midnight vigil or something like that so it does seem quite extreme of you to think Mm. right i'm going to raise money by doing ultra marathons like why so extreme i think like i just really appreciated people donating money for the challenges and i kind of started feeling like i needed to do more to raise more money and i guess at the time it was probably a way of feeling like i was doing something for a condition that was diagnosed which was yeah rubbish to have anyone my heart goes out to anyone who's got family with a dementia um but yeah and then it kind of became like a let's see let's see how far i can go and i love the longer distance things because that's where your mindset really has to pull you through and i think obviously as a background in psychology that's where i feel like i can thrive a little bit more sometimes okay so i mean we've spoken about the fact that you went all in you went full on goggins right so you did Mm. your four miles every four hours for two days straight Mm. and you spoke there about your mentality pulling you through on these challenges but (laughs) what what do you love about running like what what do you enjoy about it yeah i love the running every run is different so you can run to go and explore you can run to challenge yourself with a new pb you can run to just um feel the physical exertion on a track when you're doing intervals there's always a run to suit kind of every feeling that you have um and it's just a great way of exploring what about yourself yeah for me it gave me that freedom mm. you know reading about it seeing how far people were able to go how how far they could push themselves made me want a piece of that and especially when I first started the amount of times when I would feel that runner's high Mm. when the endorphins were flowing you feel weightless you feel that your legs are just turning over without effort and yeah you're just floating on a cloud it's amazing so but then you've got your free you've got more freedom now anyway so what keeps you running yeah I think now that I'm into it I've 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 assumed the identity of a runner right (laughs) I, it's, it's one of those where I think of myself as being a runner mm. and it's just part of what I do on a daily basis. Yeah. I think as a runner, I feel stronger than I used to. I feel fitter. I feel like I've got more energy and 
yeah, even just going upstairs, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so much easier. Go into the shops, I can sprint there or you know, it, it change it does affect your daily life. Even yeah. playing badminton. So yeah. Picked up badminton over the last three months <laughs> and you know, I compare myself to other people playing. Some of them are technically better than me, but I'm just I don't get out of breath because of my running background. Yeah. So um, I guess as well, I think that's one of our future episodes is talking about the running identity because it's great in so many ways, but then there are parts where it is a drawback, like for injuries and stuff. So that is definitely something we're going to cover, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So yeah, we've already spoken about you doing your ultra marathons that you entered the London Marathon for Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. What other are your, what else would you say are your standout achievements? Um... Probably the Manchester half this year, which was really positive in that I got a PB, um, but I got 128.01 and I needed sub 128 to get a championship time Ooh. for London Marathon. Yeah, so I've, I need to basically get a sub 314 at Valencia Marathon in December, uh, which I'll touch on a bit in, in like later on in the episode um, to make championship time again. Unfortunately, last year when I made the time, I got injured. Um, so I couldn't do it. So yeah, but we'll see what happens in terms of like other achievements. I'd say when I did Thunder Run, which is a 10k loop and you do it for 24 hours as many times as you can, essentially, I was doing it with, um, as a pair with, um, a woman called Jen Lutton, who's a local runner and she is, um, she's a really great partner to have because we both had like such a structured, routine for it mm-hmm. um and you basically pass the baton on um but anyway cut a long story short um one of us you ha- has to be out this is this isn't cutting long story short one of you have to have to be out on the course at one time um and then you pass the baton on for the other person to go out but basically i'd done it the year before and got kind of quite niggly towards the end so doing it a second time and beating that time i think i did nearly two marathons in the whole event so two um, mar- marathons in one day this time <laughs> i think so i can't actually remember how much i did but yeah i think it was about that as i remember it was 80k <laughs> so pretty much two marathons yeah. in one day and i think that was something i was proud of because i'd trained for that i'd done specific training for it um and i just love that race because you're out running at like midnight 3 a.m etc and you just feel it you feel out of this world mm-hmm. um i'd say they're probably my main like half like memories proudest moments yeah and hopefully valencia marathon in december will be yeah we'll see um what about yourself so for me my biggest achievement is probably my first sub three that i got at the time so that was amsterdam marathon in 2022 mm-hmm. Um, I'd missed out on, I say I missed out, I mean, I completely missed out on it. I got 3.12 in Manchester the April beforehand. Uh, due to injury in the build-up, I didn't get a full training block in mm-hmm. and missed out on, on that target. So I got my 2.56 in Amsterdam. And I'd say that that's probably my biggest achievement right now. I got, similar to you, Manchester half, in October 2023, I got a 115, which I was very proud of, um, and that set me up quite nicely for the Valencia Marathon. It's not similar to up. me at all. 
I got no. a 128. <laughs> no, but, but you were also proud of that particular race, right? Um, so I'm hoping to, I mean, we're going to talk about our current running goal. So my running mm. goal at the moment, similar to you in terms of getting a championship time, for me as a male, um, for me to take part in the London Marathon Championships, I need to get a sub 240 marathon time. So I'm hoping that I get that in Valencia. Mm. And I'd like to also get a championship qualifying time in the half marathon, which, do you know what? I think it's a lot harder in the half compared to the marathon. Yeah, yeah, so I agree. It's 240 agree. in the marathon or 112 and a half mm. in the half. So, yeah, that's going to be so a bit more hard work than the marathon. But still, yeah, that's something else I'd like to do and get as close to 30 minutes in the 10th. But that's... yeah. That's a long goal away right now. I always said, like, imagine being at the the point where you could literally be like, right, I'm going for a run, leave the front door and come back 30 minutes in and just done a 10K. Yeah, no, that'd be crazy. I don't think there's that many people in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, we spoke about running history, spoke about running goals. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'd i say my running goals, yeah, it's a championship time. Oh, no, you didn't talk about it. <laughs> no, sorry, yeah. Yeah. He stole well, the you, mic. You, no, you did talk, you did talk about you. <laughs> Okay, no, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. so I reckon for the Valencia Marathon, I'd just like to get a P... Well, I have got a certain time in mind. I'd like to get a PB, um, which would be faster than 3.09, which is what I did in Amsterdam last year. And then I think after that, I'd like to get a sub-40 10K. I feel like the 10K is my nemesis race. I absolutely hate it as a race. Yeah, it's really weird with you because your 5K times and your half marathon times and your marathon time or predict that you should be getting a sub 4 <laughs> yeah. to 10k. Thanks for that. Yeah, but it's just that one race, it's that one <laughs> it's, distance. I hate it. To be fair, I mean, when I tried to get it, it was at Chester Zoo, mm. and it wasn't as flat as I'd expected. You had a giraffe, um, like, bowing and taking over the course, didn't you? <laughs> Causing a roadblock. But, I mean, I don't know, we'll see. I don't know what it is about the 10k, just hate the thing. I think, like... But you Start, really want to do it again. I do, but then I think starting out with marathons and ultramarathons means that my mindset is more akin to that, like more like mm. don't go too fast. Like I don't take risks and I think that pays off for the later parts. But with a 10K, I think you just have to go all out and I find it hard to find out where's too too fast to start with and where's like, yeah, going to get you to the end in sub 40. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean... When I had my sub 35 goal back in March, I ended up walking for eight seconds inexplicably, inexplicably around the seven and a half K mark, just because it just felt so hard. And the 35 minute pace went past me at that time. And in my head, I was like, this race is gone now. Mm. So I stopped, walked for eight seconds. And I was like, what am I doing here? Carried on running. And I got 35.03. So I think in the 10, it is just a case of just, like you say, yeah, just hanging on. Yeah. It's going to get tough. It's going to be horrible. But you just have to go through it, don't yeah. you? Yeah. So, yeah. That would be a journey that's worth following, I think, in future episodes. Yeah. Rachel we'll cracking sub 40. <laughs> but then we've also got the Lakeland 50 miler next July, isn't it? Which I am looking forward to. I think, yeah, I'd really love to finish it. Um, but how many how many ultras have you done at this stage? I don't know to be honest, because some of them have been weird. So I've done the two as races, and then there was one which was a virtual one, which was running as far as you could in twelve hours. 
yeah. which essentially meant I did an ultra, but it wasn't like as a race. And then the Thunder runs a couple of times. And the David Goggins challenge. Yeah, and that one. So I don't actually know yeah. in total. Yeah, at least oh, six. Oh, and the one uh, last year. No, this yeah. year. Bedfordshire. Mm. Bedfordshire. But to be fair, I mean, we say ultramarathons are 50k, which is still like, yeah, granted it's an ultramarathon, but some people are out for like, yeah, massive amounts of distances. But my point being that you've done at least six or seven ultras. I've not done a single one. <laughs> so you're looking forward to this late on 50 <laughs> a little bit more than I am. It's all coming out now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, th- there's a bit about our background. We're going to be talking with you guys a bit more about different subjects, different topics in a lot more detail. Over the last three years, we both immersed ourselves into the world of running. And for us, progress hasn't been necessarily a linear process. There's been a lot of hardships along the way, mm-hmm. a lot of failures, but we've both ended up improving our times and the quality of our running massively over that yeah. period of time. Yeah, I mean, we've read books and watched YouTubes and, and all of that, plus kind of some of our background experiences. Um, and if you, as listeners, have got anything that you particularly want us to cover, then we're willing to go away and, and research that if we don't already know the ins and outs of it. So that's looking at the what the academia is saying and also um, other runners as well, because we're passionate about sharing all things running. That's right. So thank you guys for tuning in and look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Thank you.